Thank you and welcome to Scripture on Creation. I'm Scott Kump. And I'm Dr. Ben Scripture. Dr. Scripture, you've said on several occasions that in your experience, the verses in the Bible that prompt more questions than any other are the first six verses of Genesis chapter six. (laughs) And today you're going to discuss an issue related to one of the questions that passage generates. Yes, Scott. In the beginning verses of Genesis six, the conditions on earth preceding the flood are described. To summarize, God has come to the point that he is no longer going to tolerate man's wickedness. And the passage refers to the sons of God marrying the daughters of men, and it mentions men called the Nephilim. But I'm not going to address those questions that come up on those topics. We're going to consider some recent research related to Genesis 6 verse 3. Or perhaps to be more specific, research related to an interpretation of a number given in Genesis 6-3. Ah, I think I know what number you're talking about. Is it the number 120? That's the number, 120. So let's read Genesis 6-3. Go ahead, Scott. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years. God says the days of man shall be 120 years. And the question is, what the 120 years are referring to? There's two main ways to understand it. The first could be that the Lord is going to send the flood in 120 years. The second could be that the Lord is going to limit the human lifespan to 120 years. And you favor the second explanation. That's right. And without a detailed explanation, I'll just say, based on the narrative that follows in chapter 6, it seems most likely that God tells Noah that he's going to send the flood and to build the ark much less than 120 years before he sends the flood, perhaps on the order of half that time. Therefore, if it's not 120 years to the time of God's judgment using the flood, what judgment related to 120 years could it be? And I propose it is God's intentional reduction of the lifespan of man. Before the flood, they were living on average about 900 years. But after the flood, we learn from the ages of people listed in the genealogies that lifespans drop dramatically to a maximum of approximately 120 years. For example, Joseph lived to be 110, Moses 120. Nor did any of the kings ever live to be 120. And what is fascinating is, with all the advancement in medical care and the increase of the average lifespan of the peoples of the earth over the last several decades, longevity researchers have been perplexed by the observation that the maximum lifespan of humans has not increased and is not increasing. And lo and behold, the maximum cited by the researchers themselves is approximately 120 years. Surprise! And as I recall, you've quoted some scientists who claim that we'll be living 150 years or more in the future. However, there's absolutely no empirical data to support it. Well, that's right. And what prompted me to discuss this issue today is more research that continues to verify the lifespan limit of 120 years. I'm going to be reading portions of an article titled, The Quest for Longevity is Already Over. <laughs> it was published online on April 26, 2023, in the science section of Wired.com, written by Matt Reynolds. Now, we'll give that reference again later for those that might want to read the entire article. 
But again, the article is, the quest for longevity is already over. And the tagline then says, studying people who live well beyond the age of 100 could reveal the secret to living longer, healthier lives. But the statistics tell another story. Hmm. <laughs> and so what I'll be doing is quoting, sometimes paraphrasing, Matt Reynolds' story. But before I start, can you tell me what a super centenarian is? Uh, is it one of the new superheroes in a Hollywood movie? <laughs> A good guess, but no. (laughs) A centenarian is a 100-year-old person. Okay. And a super centenarian is someone who lives to be 110 years old. Ah. I just wanted to make that clear so everyone, including you, Scott, understood those words as I read from the article. So here we go. Quote, Jean-Marie Robin is a demographer and longevity researcher. And in his home country of France alone, there are 30,000 centenarians. Wow. 30 times more than there were half a century ago. Add up all the centenarians worldwide and you get to 570,000. Really? Robin is an expert in super centenarians, people who live to be 110 or even longer. In the 1990s, he helped validate the age of the oldest person who ever lived. Born in 1875, Jean Calment lived through 20 French presidents before dying in 1997 at the age of 122, 5 months and 15 days. Since then, Robin has become a collector of the super long-lived helping run one of the largest and most detailed databases of extremely old people. Uh, Dr. Scripture, may I interrupt a second? Mm -hmm. I must say they apparently discount the ages of many people recorded in the Bible, especially before the flood. Well, of course. And that then should be noted. These are people who discount the biblical record, yet we'll see they confirm what we talked about at the opening of the program concerning the lifespan of man being limited by God based on Genesis 6-3. So I'll continue reading, quote, If you've ever read an article with a supercentenarian, there is one question that will inevitably come up. What's their secret? Well, take your pick. The secret is kindness, not having children, connecting with nature, avoiding men, or being married, (laughs) smoking 30 cigarettes a day, not smoking 30 cigarettes a day, drinking whiskey, abstaining from alcohol altogether. You know, we mine the lives of the super old for hints on how we should live our own. But this is the wrong way to approach the question, says Robin. For Robin, each supercentenarian is a crucial data point in the quest to answer a big question. Is there an upper limit to the human lifespan? There are still many things we don't know, he says, and we hate that. (laughs) But there is an even more fundamental question that undercuts the whole field of longevity research. What if, in our quest to push the limits of human lifespan, we're looking for answers in all the wrong places? Let's stop there a moment. What would you say, Scott? Are they looking in all the wrong places? Definitely. (laughs) They should start with the Word of God. Amen. If you start with the truth, you'll at least have a chance of ending up with the correct conclusion. (laughs) Right. So I'll continue reading. In 1825, the British mathematician Benjamin Gompertz published one of the first attempts to calculate the limits of human longevity. 
Gompertz found that after a person hit their late 20s, their risk of dying in the subsequent year kept going up year after year. Bummer for young people. Mm -hmm. But at an age 92, something curious happened. Their annual chance of death leveled off at 25% per year. Interesting. This finding was odd. It suggested to Gompertz that there was no upper limit to human aging. Theoretically, he mused, there was nothing in his data suggesting that humans couldn't live for many, many centuries, just like the lives of the patriarchs in the Bible. That's also interesting. Hmm. So did Gompertz believe the patriarchs lived those long lifespans? Um, I don't know, <laughs> but it's significant that he mentions it. Yep. Now, in this next section I read, I've paraphrased and summarized some of the information. So reading again. So using his statistics, once a person reaches 92, they have a 75% chance of living another year, then a 75% chance of living another year, and so on. Given those numbers, someone reaching 92 years of age would have about a 0.0075% chance of reaching 125 years of age. And looking at it a different way, if you had 13,270 92-year-olds, statistically, one of them would reach 125. And if we start with 100-year-old people, using the same statistic, that is a 75% annual survival rate, you would expect about one out of 1,330 100-year-old persons to live to be 125. Well, Scott, do you remember approximately how many centenarians there are in the world today? Wasn't it something like half a million? Yes, it was approximately 570,000. So if one out of 1,330 lived to be 125, we would expect 428 of them will live to be 125. But we're not seeing anything like that happening. The reason is that 75% annual survival rate does not hold continually. Gompertz was hampered by his limited sample size. You know, in 1825, so few humans made it past the age of 90 that <laughs> it was hard for him to really know what mortality rates were like at very advanced ages. But modern demographers have picked up where Gompertz left off, sometimes with surprising results. In 2016, Jan Vig, spelled V-I-J-G, and his colleagues at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York concluded that mortality rates past the age of 100 start to rise rapidly, putting a cap on lifespans of, are you ready, Scott? Around 125 years. <laughs> then two years later, another group of demographers, this time led by Elisabetta Barbie at Sapienza University in Rome, came to the opposite conclusion. She argued that human death rates increase exponentially up until age 80, at which point they decelerate and then level off at age 105. So her research raised the tantalizing prospect that there is no upper limit to human lifespan at all, just like Gompertz wondered. But the bottom line is, if mortality rates really do plateau at a certain age, for example, at age 105, then extreme longevity is statistically possible. You just have to have a large enough number of people reach that plateau age. So which is it? Do mortality rates rise after 100 years or level off at 105? 
Well, even with all the centenarians in the world, we are simply not observing a raft of super centenarians arriving on the scene. And given that, Jay Olshansky, an epidemiologist at the University of Illinois in Chicago, concludes, whether mortality rates plateau or whether they continue to rise is probably completely irrelevant. Hmm. The fact that it's hard to generate reliable death rates past the age of 110 tells us everything we need to know about the upper limit on human longevity. The fact that there are so few supercentenarians tells us we've already reached the upper limit to human longevity. The only person to ever live longer than 120, Gene Calment, is simply a statistical outlier. Other people might break a record, but it doesn't mean that human lifespans are heading up and up and up. So we'll stop reading there at this article. I think the researchers themselves have made the point, or at least supported my point. The lifespan of human beings is limited, and that limit was set by God. Okay, so Dr. Scripture, we said we'd give the reference to the article you were reading from. Yes, Scott, go ahead and share it again. The article is titled, The Quest for Longevity is Already Over, published in the Wired.com website on April 26, 2023. The author is Matt Reynolds. And Reynolds is spelled R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S. And to conclude our program today, we'll read from an article, if we could call it that, (laughs) in the book of Genesis. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years. And that's not what I say. That's what Scripture says.